0: What's up, everybody? I just want to tell you how you can come support us real quick. Uh, you can go to rockfin.com forward slash TrueZilla. Come watch us over on uh, Rockfin. Don't watch us on YouTube, dude. Like YouTube days are winding to a close. It's been a fun ride. Thank you, YouTube, but fuck you. So anyway, um, also you can support us over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash TrueZilla. Um, we're just going to rock that till the wheels fall off. Um, and then go hit us up over on TrueZilla.org forward slash shirts. Get yourself a nice TrueZilla shirt. we got a couple new designs. Don't tell Teespring. They're going to be really pissed when they see them. So anyway, it's one of them. I'll I'll superimpose the images over here. But yeah, you guys, go get yourself a, uh, a freaking Truezilla shirt, man. What are you doing? So anyway, love you guys. Enjoy the show. Welcome. Truth, I am Scott sitting here with my friend Ed. Sorry, guys, Megan couldn't make it tonight again, but we are sitting here with our good friend from up just slightly up north, uh, Mackenzie. Uh, so, Mackenzie, we met her at uh, the first Freedom Cell rally that I ever went to. My first exposure to Freedom my Cell. My first one as well. And as well, and and uh, so she's been a huge inspiration to everything that we've been doing oh. for the last like six months. And so, Mackenzie, welcome to the show. Welcome.
1: Thank you, guys, so much. It's an absolute honor to be here. I, the Truth Villa had already started when we met, correct? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd been going for How a few months. How deep into
1: it had been at that, had you <sighs> gone
2: at that point? It was summer, right?
0: Yeah, it was summer. So we yeah. were like maybe three months, four months into it, something like that. Okay. You know, we'd already met uh, Adam. Um, Adam had had started listening to us and reached out to us. I'm not sure... I think he w- he'd started Debra gets red-pilled at that point. Um, yep. So And he was just getting off the ground. And He's got a big dude. We I talked to Adam quite a bit, and he's got so many cool things going on. And so, yeah, yeah. you know. The, the, I just
1: hung out with his wife just before this. So, so cool. it's all connected. Love it. Love yeah, it. she's pretty um, rad too. Absolutely. They were some of the first people that I – really connected with on a friendship level that mm-hmm. came to this meetup that I started, which just started in a park last summer, um, for people that wanted to see faces and smiles and hang out and mm-hmm. not be six feet apart. Yes. Um, but it's, you know, it's like, come at your own risk. It's not a exclusive thing and people yeah. have come and worn masks too. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, it's everyone what taking mean. responsibility for themselves. Right. Sure. <laughs> um, and we decided that we wanted to be with other people. So anyways, yeah. Emily and Adam showed up and we've been hanging out ever since. And he started the podcast definitely after the meetup because I don't, I mean, definitely wasn't like the meetup 100% inspired it, but it was like so many exciting conversations happening. And I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Um, Once people started to gather again, it's like, wow, we've been. Cooped up in our houses, some of us for a very long time. Some of us defying that the whole time. Oh yeah. Whatever. It, we haven't been gathering in groups like normal, so it's kind of like word vomit comes out when you start getting together again.
2: Well, I think uh, you know is crazy and bad as this thing, the, the overplay of the pandemic and everything has been like in a lot of for a lot of us, I would say this has been one of the greatest times of our lives because I've always talked about it. We've been finding our soul family. I really believe that is, is a really good way of putting it. And we're, we're finding our voices, man. Like, I mean, I, I would have never been speaking on a podcast if it wasn't for, you know, Bill <laughs> Gates, right?
0: Yeah. If it wasn't for <laughs> Bill Gates, dude, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in a freaking group chat with like Sam Tripoli, yeah, Charlie it, Robinson. Right? Like what the hell dude, like what yeah, the totally. hell so what dimension it's, it's, are we living in?
2: It's been a great, it's been great in that sense, you know, and I still think it's given us a lot of a purpose cause we got it. We have to push back because they're pushing hard. Right. So, mm-hmm. so we have to do oh, our yeah. part. And, uh, but really for our journey, like one of the most pivotal moments of the journey, I mean, for me personally was coming up to that freedom Cells meeting in Portland and yeah. just, just meeting nice. a ton of being in a room with like-minded people. And, and that meeting was specifically like, I mean, cause we did the, uh, the gong bath at the yeah. end and, and Howard spoke oh. yeah, that was, like
0: with Howard, that yeah. was, that
2: was my first oh. time. I mean, that was just amazing. And I, I've said this many times to other people too. Like I have felt since since that meeting specifically, I felt like, uh, like deja vu, like these, these kind <laughs> of, uh, synchronicities that I've been having. Like, it's just, I, there's bigger things than all of us happening. Right. And, and that's where, that's where like, there was a big recognition in, in my mind. Like that happened. I was like, dude, I, kn- there were people there that I knew I knew, and I don't know how I knew him, but I knew him. Right. Like we were connected. Yeah. So totally. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's-
1: soul family is a great way to describe yeah. it. You know, uh, these, tribe that is yes. from all walks of life yeah all races all socioeconomic statuses all kinds of professions I mean from professional doctors to people who have never worked a real job in their life I mean it's incredible the kinds of humans who show up to this because they see some deeper things going on than your average individual and a big shift for us recently which um, it's funny that your first one, Ed was, uh, that talk because that's, it's not our typical meeting. It's way sure. more discussion based usually. And yeah. that was actually one of the only guest speakers we've ever had. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, Scott, did you come before when yeah. it was more discussion? Yeah. Based? I'd,
0: I'd been up there with Megan. I i can't remember exactly yeah. which one it was, but I think I'd been up a couple times. Yeah. before mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. I think we've been, I think we've been, to th- I've been to three of your guys' PDX, free thinkers meetups, but yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I have to report that it's just gone absolutely parabolic in the last month. And I, so we were probably hovering around, I don't know, 60 to 70 in the telegram for a while. And it had kind of like plateaued and the same core 20 people were showing up and it was really strong and foundational. And then we hooked up with like two other networkers in Portland and they just have been going crazy. We now have over 130 in our Telegram group, which is just people who've been to a meeting. Nice. And yeah. then, we, yeah, cause we don't let anyone, you know, for privacy and safety yep. reasons, like you have to come to a meeting, people have to see your face. Yep. I think you and I were having a discussion about that, Scott. Yep. And with your guys' we have that.
0: We have that same protocol here yep. too. Like we have the, the main group that you can email me your intentions from the freedom cells website and get an invite to the, the main general group. And then from there, once you come to a meetup, then you get an invite to the, uh, in attendance only type group. So yeah, inner group, the (laughs) inner, the inner cadre type deal. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's all about the
1: cadre. So we're a middle cadre for sure. And I honestly don't even discuss that really anymore because it's so big and because, it's all brand new people. Like that kind of feels like a next level topic at this point, mm-hmm. um, because it's just so many people that are yearning for connection, yes. wanting to talk about the craziness that they're seeing in the world. And so many are finally feeling comfortable, again, taking your own responsibility, yes. assessing the risk and saying, okay, I'm a healthy person. If I'm not around anyone that's immunocompromised, I feel okay to be going out in the world and you know, interacting. And so it, I can't. Every single time, there's someone that's like, I can't believe I haven't yeah. found you guys till now. <laughs> yeah, do you guys have the same thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
0: certainly, Fairly certainly. recently, yeah. shout out to Victoria. Yeah, uh, Victoria. She was uh, found the podcast and started listening to the podcast and was like, "What the hell, you guys are in Eugene?" and reached out to us. <laughs> and I'm like. Not only are we in Eugene, but have you heard of Freedom Cells before? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, and then, yeah. So, you know, those those experiences are magical. Like, we, and then through that, you know, we have a lot of local listeners who have, who have, like, reached out to us and, and we, we, you know, very, very much a part of the Freedom Cells. So it, it feels like, family like talk about family dude like some of the folks out there like robert dude your oh, family yeah, dude definitely, you know what definitely. i mean like, oh. like, like there's so many of them that are just like what
2: about just, josiah just, we just Josh. had josiah oh, yeah. like uh, this uh 19 year old kid we had him on the podcast yeah. like a couple weeks ago he wrote a 30 page like expose like just breaking down the whole pandemic everything yeah. is sourced yeah. <laughs> it was it was our second youtube strike yep. they pulled what? it down in six yep. hours it was, yep. it it's amazing
0: yep so you can find that report at truezilla.org forward slash debunked yes so it's it's a killer report so yeah yeah, check it I
1: can't wait to check that out. And I already
0: have humans in mind. I'm going to send it to you. Thank you. Totally. Totally. So shout out to Josiah. Shout out Josiah. So, but yeah, anyway, but dude, so Freedom Cells has become like a huge part of of our journey. And and really, I think at this point, you know, know, seeing it unfold in ways that I don't even know. Like at this point, I feel like it's really important just to find community, build trust, build these friendships, build these connections and where this leads, you know, I don't even know. Um, Yeah. You know, like obviously the skill sharing is a big part of it. Um, I think just, uh, but, but more so than anything right now, it's just the fellowship and the community that we're building, I think is just amazing. And I see other people like in the chat, like doing things outside of the meetups and coming like you oh. know, close to each other. And it's just like, it's just, you guys like have taken it to a whole nother level. Like you guys have separate telegram groups for each like topic, like you have a crypto one. And then like, um, it's just, it's, it's really so you know, much. It's, yeah, no, it's it cool. blows
1: my mind, yeah. honestly, because as soon as I Open, you know, I, I said, Hey, this is way bigger than I yes. ever thought it would yes. be, and asked for help. <laughs> so many amazing humans, um, I'm not gonna say their names because they're really into privacy, but oh, are just yeah. totally stepped it up. And I basically, I mean, I, I help as much as I can, but like, I don't have to do anything anymore. It's this self. I mean, there's someone who definitely runs the thing and she knows who she is as far as the telegrams. Um, But other than that, I mean, there's planning and admin channel, but it's this beautiful, organic, yes, self replicating cell truly yeah. that is continuing to grow and yeah we literally have close to 20 subgroups right now from everything from crypto to people that want to unschool and homeschool to yes. those that are gardening and food sharing yes. to those that are uh looking into energy independence and community living you know all kinds of stuff that's just solution focused yes. i would say you know there's not really any e that's just like dark i mean the medical freedom one is kind of pretty intense because, uh, as we were just talking about before the show, there's some pretty gnarly, uh, laws coming yeah, solution, down, yeah. uh, the pipeline. So we, I don't know what's your guys' opinion on as far as like, not fighting that. Cause I'm not down with fighting the system, but just like it, Is it valid to to write a petition or to write letters? I have kind of stepped away from that person. Actually, no, I'm not even going to lie. I've 100% stepped away from that. And I don't advocate for that anymore. I kind of see it as begging for permission instead Mm -hmm. of just going out and taking your sovereignty and freedom. However, I think there is a time and a place when enough humans get together and stand up and say, this is absolutely not okay with us and we're never going to let you pass this through you
2: know? And, and I'll, I mean, I, I kind of came here from the medical freedom movement, right? Like, so like, I have have a a child who was injured by vaccines and we had to do a lot of work to heal him, Right. And, and, you know, and I learned a lot, right. So, and I think there is, uh, a lot of honest people with really good intentions that are fighting for good things in that movement. I, there's, I, I see your point and I think there is, um, you know, where we're at today in, in some ways, I think, the medical freedom movement predicted it, right? Like there was always this, there there was always this, um, here's the, the childhood vaccination schedule that they're forcing down us. And they're trying to remove all the exemptions across the country, every single, every legislative session in every state, they're bringing a new bill every single time. So it's, it's becoming to this point where parents are, you know, at the courthouses, you know, once a year, thousands of them across every straight or every state every year. And it's, it's, it's horrible. It just keeps coming, right? But we're at this point now. We kind of knew, like, this was never about the childhood vaccination schedule, right? This was about the adults, right? This sixty billion dollar a year uh, uh, industry was going to become, you know, a much bigger. You know, it was going to double, triple, quadruple, right? To trillions, They're really. They're trillions. So, now. so now, and and here we are. Totally. Here was their foot in the door, right? So, and I mean, Freedom Cells is kind of maybe the big thing that's kind of reshaped my thinking in a lot of this is is like can we fight them at their game or should we just I always say like like fuck them like let's build our own better Mm -hmm. not build back better build your own better just remove yourself from dependence on their system right Mm -hmm. but but I also fight with that I also fight with that I struggle because you know I've I also grew up in this matrix right it's hard to give away all of it. Right. So, and we and to have to recreate everything. So it's, there is a balancing act to it. Right. So I, Mm -hmm. again, I, I maybe don't, I I'm, I'm with you that I'm not going to probably be at the courthouse and maybe I will, I don't know. But like a lot of me is also looking at where I'm at and am I going to move from this state? You know, am I going to, and and is that going to be part of my, my existence going forward is being able to travel though. Right. As these things come down and being able, and I have or, or, solution, don't sure. worry.
1: We have private airlines nice. waiting. <laughs>
2: nice, nice. I love it. But so not that so,
1: I'm starting, but just you know, friends. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. We we there's always gonna be a black market, gray market, aggro yes. solution, which is the beautiful thing that I think that, yeah, exactly what you were saying. Freedom Cells does bring that to light as far as hey, we can do our own system. And so I totally agree. It is a balancing act. I personally live inside city limits. So it is, I have one foot inside the matrix at all times, just because of my location, but definitely planning to get out as soon as possible. Um, you know, and it's, it is a balancing act forever though, because we have these little phones and our technology and I, to be quite honest, fantasize quite on quite frequently about the day that will be my last day with this little thing that I don't want to be with me anymore. And, you know, I'll probably switch to like uh, a flip phone or like the Libram or something before I fully get rid of a phone forever. But I'm only in my third, I'm starting my third decade this summer. And Mm. like, I think that there will definitely be Vast portion of my lifetime where we don't rely on those anymore. At least in the reality that I'm trying to create.
2: <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. What do you guys think about no, that? No, I, in t- a lot of weird? ways, I, I totally agree. But then again, I'm also a podcaster, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, exactly. so I, I am trying to get this information out there, and I, and I enjoy it, and it's become part of my life that I want to to keep doing. And also, that's how I take in information, right? Like, I have this thing that broadcast information to me like i'm like that's why anyone who podcasts is because you listen to podcasts for like half your day right yeah. so like that's like, that's why you do it right so it's um so yeah and you know, i'm re- the first
1: if, it, yeah. i'm totally addicted to instagram i run like probably six pages at this point and i i actually you know find it fascinating the ways that i can hack the algorithms whether you take a screenshot and don't tag someone because if you repost from a shadow band account, then your thing won't get views. It's wild, but yeah, yeah I find it fascinating um, the ways that we can slip through the algorithms yeah. and something that we've been doing recently with our Freedom Cell because, or you know, our PDX free thinkers, because so many of us have been censored online continuously. Yeah. We're going right through the technology, going straight to the streets, and we have been stickering wow. um, the entire city with the White Rose Project. Are you guys familiar no. with that? No, huh. lay on us. Yeah, so um, I'm not the best uh, to give the full overview, but it's essentially a project that started out of England, um, the UK, and they are focused on just really small, black and white, easy to read, essentially memes or phrases. Um, You know, some of them say, stay free. One of my favorite ones that I post everywhere says, your obedience is prolonging this nightmare. Yes. Um, just little like, you know, red white pills that kind of just slip. I mean, there's no algorithm to block them. It's literally yeah. on street signs. I've had people tear them down. That's sure. the algorithm, you know, yeah. um, but we have been printing thousands and been getting them. I mean, so I've had so many people randomly see that I'm handing out the stickers and then they're like, oh, I've been seeing these everywhere.
0: Wow. <laughs> I'm
1: like, cool. That's that's what we're here to do. And I've also had some not so lovely confrontations with, you know, scientists that are angry with me, but at the end of the day, it's a, you know, it's a balancing act, like you said, but it's also like, you just gotta not let it affect you personally and on an emotional level and just keep on with the mission. Right. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. And it's awesome. You know. The stickers is an interesting idea. I mean, I think that a lot of people I've heard come to like whether it's a pamphlet or a sticker or yeah. a, or a card and the medical freedom movement does the same thing. Right. Like they have the um, a lot of times they'll 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 do the big signs that are all black and red, you know, and just, mm-hmm. just simple facts about vaccines, you know, and this is pre-pandemic vaccines that were all they were just they're poisoned before they were poisoned before this one. Right. So, um, and you know, they'll go on the overpass and hang big signs, but there's also like the little, like I have a bunch of, um, like just little stock cards I can just pass out that just have just the nice. information. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then there's yep. like, like, uh, we had Tina Marie on, she talked about from learn that, you know, they have mm. little cards that you could leave in the, um, in the credit card slot when you, when you left a gas station, right? So the next person before they put the credit nice. card, is, it's just little things like that, you know, yeah getting su- completely outside of the algorithm and just, just sharing information, just give facts, right? Cause yeah. uh, you don't even have to put any slant on it. It's just the facts speak for themselves. Right. and mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Or it's a provocative question that yeah. gets someone to step outside the box of their own pre-programmed mind yeah, or certainly. what they've been fed. And it's like, Oh, I mean, one of ours just says staying human is more important than anything else. And it's like hugs, faces and handshakes or something, you know, and it's, it's, it it really is a dehumanizing agenda and that's what breaks my heart the most because so many, well, meaning loving, caring people, intelligent people, my family, you know, um, so many humans um, just are too trusting in the government. And that's what it comes down yeah. to. And I don't know if you guys have read uh, Larkin Rose's The Most Dangerous Superstition. No. Heard of it? Oh, put that on your list. Heard
0: Larkin Rose. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But
1: yeah, he'll, he'll be a future podcast guest for you. Definitely. Um, he is a very prominent uh, anarchist philosopher and author. He you know, was a big tax protester back in the day and wrote some books on that. But his, you know, pinnacle work is called The Most Dangerous Superstition and it's very it's thin it's probably like 200 pages but it's just so well put out so logical so once you read it there's really no going back um to statism which is just the belief in authority that this group called government can rule over you just because they got together and said that they could Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so
0: (laughs) well they got together and convinced us to tell them that they could or something like like what totally well yeah bizarre the
1: whole it breaks down the voting thing yeah. so well. <laughs> yeah. Um, because yeah, there there's a lot of pre-programmed things yeah. that people want to say when you when I describe that I'm a non-voter and that I actually think voting's violence. <laughs> Whoa. Because he, he describes it as um, this is actually from Larkin because At the end of the day, you are advocating for a monopoly on violence, on force, right? Mm -hmm, The mm -hmm. police force that is backing up the laws written on paper. At the end of the day, if you don't follow them, someone will come to your door, presumably to arrest you with a gun. And so that is violence and force. And what if you don't obey? Well, they're going to throw you in a cage or potentially kill you so I mean that is that's violent and I never had thought of it that way at all until reading that book and that actually was such a catalyst for me because I read that when I was living in Mexico selling a car down there and then with the money my my previous partner and I bought tickets to Anarchapulco and went there and just like it was it was all over from that
2: oh, point <laughs> we have to go so bad yeah, we always say that and we one. wanted to go to float fest this year but yeah it, it is
0: it, oh yeah you know. well, was it tina
1: marie at float fest
0: yeah what's that
1: your your previous guest tina marie she took over okay. for brandy vaughn correct yes correct? yep yeah. yep okay she, i saw her speak at float fest i just okay. 100 oh. remember so, yeah. her name she's incredible human yeah give us a report definitely.
0: about float fest
1: yeah, well, the craziest part was that we drove a 30 foot RV from Portland, <laughs> Oregon, straight to Texas, um, with you know limited time because you're going to go into the festival, yeah, uh, and left a day later than we <laughs> planned on. So it was uh, pretty fun. Um, my father actually ended up coming because we had an additional driver. That ended up getting another ride, totally fine. But he, a last minute, you know, my partner couldn't come and a couple other people we asked couldn't come. And then my dad is pretty much retired and loves adventure. He's gone to Poco before. Okay, so cool. he's Wow. He's super, right. uh, yeah, he's so on board. He's so awesome. Love it. Um, love you, dad. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's like, so Flowfest sounds pretty cool. Uh, you know, I'll, dri- I'll help drive the RV. He loves adventuring yes. RVs are. So- So anyways, yeah, we uh, um, got down there real quick, drove straight south through Eugene, of course, down to L.A. And then once we hit I-10, just went straight east over to Texas. And so that was my first time in an RV. And that was really fun. Um, There's a really cool site called Outdoorsy. That's basically like Airbnb for RVs or adventure vans. So I like to plug that. I don't. It's not an ad or anything. It's just they were a good source if you're trying to go on an adventure. Um, but yeah, Flowfest was amazing. I'm I've I'm a festival camping goer my mm-hmm. entire life, mm-hmm. um, thanks to my parents. So it was you know it felt like I was right at home, but it was way more luxurious because I had this RV. I've never you know gotten that experience. Um, the only downside i'll just start with is that there was like 60 mile an hour winds we were in the middle of texas and it was yeah so the wind was the only bummer because i was trying to vend my jewelry i'm not the artist but i curate it and um yeah i really the setup was not fun so we didn't really do any selling which was okay um it was more connecting with the individuals but yeah it was basically just three days of camping talking over campfires, eating breakfast together, you know, going for long walks, listening to people on stage, making new uh, friends, and really just unplugging is yeah, my yeah. favorite part yeah. about any event because, you know, I'm on my phone one tenth of the time that I normally am, you know. Yes. Yeah. So it it was it felt really lovely just as a reset and big props to Aaron and Kingsley for putting together such an yes. incredible event. Um have you guys had them on the podcast yet? Not, not yet. yet. Not yet.
0: We no. need to for sure. We so got to we got to yeah, be on the uh, yeah, union we, with Yeah, we were on the Union of the Unwanted with them at one yeah. point, but yeah, yeah, we need to definitely get them on for sure. Yeah, for um, sure.
2: So, so, okay. Big speakers. Um, you know, I, I know, uh, Dell Bigtree and Sam Tripoli were there. Did you get to see each of them?
1: I did. So Dell literally we rolled up at probably like six 30 and Dell went on at seven. So we just parked the RV right in front and strolled on over to watch him. That was great. Um, yeah, he's such a powerful speaker, obviously online, but then in person he has such a big presence on stage. (laughs) So, um, it was, yeah, it was really fun. And just to hop right in there, he had like, it was cool. There was like this beautiful barn, um, just right next to the stage. That was the only how, you know, building built out there that you could go inside. And he had like a whole crew from Austin or wherever he came in from that just came to see him that night. So it was kind of like the VIP area. And I just like, stroll. I just stroll in wherever I don't ask to go permission anywhere. I'm like, Hey, what's up guys. And they're like, Oh yeah, we're just here to see Dell. And it was really cool. Um, and so, yeah, he was a powerful speaker, of course. I, I tend to like not really listen to, I mean, no offense to anyone, but I just tend to not really listen to like main speakers because I consume so much content already sure. that I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard you say this already, yep, totally. <laughs> but I like to go talk to the individuals. And that's what my favorite part is about these events that you don't have to go sit and necessarily listen to the talk, but you can maybe go introduce yourself afterwards. Yeah. And when else would you ever get that opportunity? Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, certainly. absolutely. Certainly. That's awesome. So- uh... I, yeah so, i also
1: got to meet sam just really quickly nice. um and it was funny because it was right before he went on the following night and uh our friend adam of course if deborah gets red pilled had told me before to just bug him about getting on adam's show or responding to him or something so like sam's going on and i have my son who's uh one in a, one Aww. in a couple months um with me and i'm like hey sam like right before he's going on stage i'm like hey You know, Adam really—I—I don't know what I said. I just said (laughs) something like, "Hit Adam up. Stop being a douchebag," kind of thing, and um, just yeah, totally joking. But then he—we totally just got in a conversation about our children because he has twin girls
0: exactly that are
1: like a couple months apart from my son. So he was—it was just so fun, and I had no idea that he had kids. Um. So yeah, Yeah, that was a cool interaction. Got twin girls.
0: Yeah. 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 Was it ninja? Ghost and ninja. That's karma for sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's some intense karma as a comedian to have two baby girls. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyways, it was really fun. Um, and then the next day I did kind of like a walking interview um, for this project that I was helping out with. And did you, were you guys watching that day on the speakeasy? I, I
0: was. Yeah. 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 I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, for so a so portion of it. Do- I'm always at work when those are going on. And it's like, ugh. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, I think it's still on YouTube. I'm not sure. But it's. Uh, it was fun just to walk and talk and interview. So I got to interview like a couple people that work for Float, um, you know, some of the main artists that performed and that had their live painting art there, uh, a couple of my good friends who I just think are really cool. So it was just fun. And um, it definitely re-inspired the journalism the journalist yeah. sorry yeah. the journalist in me yeah um to do the interviews and then so yeah thank you guys for continuing to inspire that with the oh, podcast yeah. i'm, Love I'm it. super stoked to be using my voice um yeah because i i have a big mouth that's awesome <laughs> well,
0: to, we're honored to have you to
1: outlet sometime. so we
0: for were sure. talking about it off there a little bit you want to allude to what other projects you got going on here
1: um <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Just, I mean, the Portland free thinkers, PDX free thinkers Mm -hmm. is kind of uh, it was my baby project, but Mm -hmm. it's expanded to a beautiful community. So if you're in the Pacific Northwest area, um, please reach out and we'll put some links. So basically we have a channel where people it's a public channel on telegram where Mm -hmm. anyone can see local events going on that are, you know, no no mask required essentially so i can uh we can link that and then yeah that's kind of like my daily or not daily monthly bi-weekly community activism but so many small groups have started from that so we're doing a lot of crypto meetups um really getting people on board with just basic crypto knowledge how to buy sell secure your wallet um I've been invested in cryptocurrency for several, several years now. Um, that was definitely one of my red pills into, uh, anarchy and free thinking and volunteerism and free markets and all that. So, um, yeah, I don't know if we, we want to talk about crypto later. Oh yeah. Sorry.
0: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I want to, I just, I mean, since, since I went to my first freedom sales meetup, I have gotten a, a wallet and put a little bit in crypto. Right. And, and really mm-hmm. I've just let it sit and I'm just, I'm, I'm learning, but, uh, uh, you know, I I'm curious because you know there are people like and I, maybe you know like I think it's Allison McDonald McDonald, McDonald that's yeah. like on uh, she's on Twitter and she's she's almost calling out yeah. like Derek Bros and like uh, calling out she's calling out crypto she's calling out she's calling out Freedom Cells she's she's calling out a things I'm but there are some arguments on the other side that I'm a little bit concerned about and I'm new I'm not I'm gonna say I don't know a lot I'm curious someone who's been in there for a while but the the idea uh. of um of that. That uh, the blockchain technology could be really used against us in in the new control grid that they're putting out, right? And, that, 100%. and so so in but how is how is why is Bitcoin and crypto safe from from these same things? You know, that's kind of a big question. But you know, it's just as a new person you, in crypto, right? Like I'm I'm curious.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a fantastic question, Ed, because it. Uh, is a really complex mm. layered subject that as a new person into the space you could get swept right into a scam quicker than you could blink sure. your eye and your money would be gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kid you not. I have heard endless stories. I could pick them out of a hat, you know. And even myself mistakes that I've made within the space about safety, security, timing, I mean just everything, you know. Um But yeah, let's see, refocusing to your question about the blockchain technology being able to be used against us. I mean, it's the exact same thing how you're saying, well, yeah, we're podcasters, we wanna get this information out here, but yet we're using these devices where they're spying, listening, tracking us 24 seven. So each piece of technology, of course, has light and dark, and it depends on how you use it. Um, For those that are new to it, the blockchain technology, uh, you can think of a literal block, (laughs) a square, right? And it's in a chain and all these little blocks have different transactions that were from roughly the same amount of time. Okay. So let's say that there's 10 transactions in one minute. I'm totally just making this up sure. on the Bitcoin block. And that's going to go in a little block. And then the next minute's going to be the next block, et cetera, et cetera. And so what's interesting, my candle just went out here. Um, what's interesting about the technology is that theoretically the blockchain is completely transparent where Mm. you could go look at all of these transactions and say, okay, this happened at that time. However, the reason why some people say that it can be anonymous, it's really pseudo anonymous. It's Mm. not, unless you're like so careful and use a computer that's never been on the internet. I mean, there's ways, but like it's super next level. Um, So anyways, yeah, you can look at all of the transactions, which if you just called up Chase Bank and said, hey, can I look at all the transactions you guys have done in the last hour? They'd say, no, absolutely not. Who are you? Um, So what's really cool is that you can actually run a Bitcoin. Well, I'm just talking about the Bitcoin blockchain right now. You can run a Bitcoin node, which is basically your computer keeping a log of all the transactions on the Bitcoin blockchain. Mm -hmm. And that is why and how cryptocurrencies can be decentralized. So I'm sure you guys have heard that hot topic yeah. word, decentralization. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, different than the central banks, of yeah. course, it's quite opposite. Um, so that is, you know, really what's at the forefront of what's crumbling in front of our eyes right now, yeah, the, the central banking system. Yeah. They've been kicking the can for decades, They've been kicking the can down the road for as long as I've been alive, yeah. but like it's really coming to a head now. It seems like it. My parents always give me crap because I'm like, this is the year. The dollar's going down. But, but that's kind
2: like, of how it works, though, right? Is they just yeah. kick the can down until they're out and then they say, pay us. Yeah, that's, paid that's what they do. Yeah, that's <laughs> the hustle.
0: That's the scam. But, but at some it's, point, at some point, it's no longer going to be viable, dude. And they're already, I think the writing's on yeah. the wall. Like, they're trying to transition sure. to CBDC. That's going to be the big one to watch out for. Central bank digital currencies, you know, mm-hmm. like just, uh, you know, they're trying to co-opt this technology for themselves. And so I think just because of them utilizing the technology for their own nefarious purposes doesn't negate the fact that, you know, uh, like things like uh, Bitcoin, you know, uh, Ethereum. Ethereum, I know, is so much more versatile because all these other coins are built on that platform and i know that there's a lot of innovation happening just in those spaces you know i know that like the ethereum yeah. 2 is coming out and that's going to open up a whole lot of uh you know different functionalities and, and allow for you know like like the whole thing with like the gas prices like that's insane you know what i mean like that's uh i was looking at what it would cost to cash out some of our rockfin coins and it's just like it, it would cost uh-huh. like 160 bucks just to do the transaction oh, no. yeah just for like whatever amount of transactions insane and so yeah 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 yeah. but anyway can get
1: it's with popularity you know and with adoption and with you know just people onboarding of course there's always going to be a period of like whoa scaling isn't working right now (laughs) and i think a lot of cryptocurrencies are going through that right now um again i just try to speak as basic as possible for you know, I consider myself an onboarder. Um, there's a whole world of development and programming yeah. that is a completely different language. Totally. I understand a little bit of it, but, you know, even after being in the space for seven years, it still sure. goes over my head. Absolutely. So anyways, um, yeah, I, I try to speak in as plain language as possible for even your grandma to understand yeah. um, because it, digital currencies are the future. There are the writings on the wall, like you said. Sure. And it's just a matter of, If we're using theirs or if we're using ones that are decentralized, because there are the CBDCs I just wrote down um, that you said, those are centralized. That's the same thing as having Mm -hmm. the fiat come from the same central banks. Mm -hmm. However, it's just digital now. So that's um, we could. You know there's a whole rabbit hole of course with that being tied to the blockchain and the and the you know social uh, credit scores HR and, and yep. just like all the crazy stuff and i try not to focus on that because <laughs> it, it gets dark quick yeah. and they want us to focus on it so that it becomes a reality and i'm just yeah. like oh that's cute and funny that's a cute little piece of paper that's not going to happen to me mm-hmm. um and I'm gonna do as much as I can to let it not happen to anyone else. So um, yeah, did that answer the question? I think basically what I wanna say at the end of the cryptocurrencies is that if it's coming from the government, if it's a crypto that, you know, doesn't have a huge website behind it, if they don't have press releases, Mm. if they're not on the main coin exchanges, Mm-hmm. probably a scam yeah. even ones that are on the main coin exchanges we're in something right now called alt season mm-hmm. which is when all of the coins other than bitcoin and ethereum are just going insane i mean 100 mm-hmm. in a day 50 yeah. percent in a day just insane numbers and um those coins at the end of alt season are probably just gonna go away like yeah. they are literally gonna be like pumped and dumped and gone so it's like make money now while you can. I have a lot of people that always give me pushback, like within the truth community or within like prepping communities that are like, oh yeah, well, when the grid goes down, like, you know, you're just screwed with your crypto. It's like, well, I'm going to let it make me money for now until the grid goes down. And I'm going to use that money to help prepare me for that situation because I'm not in the fearful mindset that that's going to happen tomorrow. I think it's a slow boil kind of thing, but of course they're planning for the grid to go down Mm -hmm. at some point. They've already been doing the rolling blackouts and stuff yeah, every summer.
0: Sure, so. sure. Yeah, rolling blackouts. I mean, that ties into Agenda 21. They've been wargaming it. You know, they're pretty yeah, public certainly. about it. And they've been, I think, doing that uh, predictive programming, just some of the laying the seeds of, like, some sort of cyber attack, you know? And oh, already, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. The, I mean, the World yeah. Economic Forum is talk- they're talking about happened? more than that than, than anything else right now. Yeah, the cyber attack. And is that,
1: like, the World Economic Forum putting yeah. that out? Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah. And right.
1: do you think that they have – because I – I was just tell- telling a friend this today. I definitely try to follow like cycles. Are you guys familiar with Martin Armstrong, the economist?
0: No. no.
1: Okay. No. Armstrongeconomics.com. Um, okay, I think I've heard of that actually. Put- yeah, yeah. We should put that in the links or yeah, whatever, sure. but he's just a very interesting fellow. Um, I- I'll just share briefly. Cause I want to make the point about the cycles and what's coming in 2022, sure. I believe um, that he is an economist. Um, has worked behind closed doors, behind you know, behind the curtain, so to speak, with the UN. His whole young career. Um, then, when he was an older gentleman, he really finalized this algorithm that was, you know, right when computers were starting, really in like the 80s, I believe. Um, I mean, getting to be popular, anyways. He made this algorithm that was based on history because he's a historical economist that plotted the rise and fall of nations, the rise and fall of different coins and currencies, the disease cycles, weather cycles, all of these things. And he found these incredible actual cycles. His main one is like 8.6 years, but then that goes to like an 86 year cycle, an you know, bigger and bigger. And essentially I love reading his blog because he puts out some of the most solid information. And it's funny because he's an economist. He's not a writer and I'm a writer. And so he always has like misspellings and stuff, but it's great because he just, he's been calling out the COVID scam forever. And he's like, yeah, this is their, they're putting, he clearly explains, you know, Agenda 21. He's on the same board, but he's the guy that's been behind the curtain and knows that these people are up to no good. And so anyways, what I wanted to say about that is that, he has put out two dates that are very interesting to me within the whole rise and fall cycles. Um, The one that we can kind of look out for is 2032. So that is the end of the public wave, I believe. And I'm going to seem silly if I'm misquoting it, but it goes all the way up. And it's like this public wave of like, government and public goods and services and right and then it totally crashes after 2032 and it goes to private um so it's this really interesting shift of where we're getting our goods and services from and i think as voluntarists we talk a lot about okay well if it was just a free market like of course we could make a better business model than the failing schools or what xyz whatever um and so that's gonna get to happen in mm. the next 10 you know after 2032 nice. but here's the not so good thing <laughs> um up until then governments tyrannical you know dictators whomever across the world are going to be grasping at everything they can to hold on to us as you know their their cattle essentially (laughs) and that's and i know you guys are you know know so much about the technocratic state that's being built right here in portland um right in all the major cities and but that's why i think like we got to look at that 32 date and know that we have time to prepare but also like they're really gonna be turning up the notch between now and the next election. Mm -hmm. I don't think there will be a next election. I'll say that loud and clear. There might be, but I really doubt it. Um, I'm a big astrological nerd too. And I believe it's called Pluto return. Again, mm. I'll check it. But uh, in 2022 for America, like based on America's birth chart, when America came to into being and it's just going to be this crazy karmic. So actually a couple astrologers that I listen to say that next year is the year for all the pedophilia stuff to come out, mm, all of the shit. exposing of the child trafficking from the high ranks because it's going to be this midterm election. Right. Mm. And it's just going to be like a craziness. And then on top of that, this is all just predictions. So, you know, it's just fun to speculate. I'm a, I'm a speculator, but I am very clear about when I'm speculating because I don't want it to be misconstrued. Um, However, Martin Armstrong, you can go to his article or his website and just type in 2022 and a ton of stuff pops up because, not only is it the midterm elections, but he actually says the disease cycle is coming back up in 2022, like a real pandemic number, like 20% of this population dying. And he's saying, oh, yeah, well, of course, people are have been cutting off their breathing airways for two years at that point. People have been poisoning themselves with experimental injections. <laughs> so, yeah, there's going to be a pretty big, you know, die off.
2: You gotta it hit those Deagle be, numbers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Anyways, that's all I gotta say on the numbers. Yeah. But uh, what do you guys think about that kind of like timing
2: with everything?
0: Interesting. It makes sense. I
2: nice. mean, I haven't looked at it in in terms of dates and and in terms of this information, but it all it all makes sense, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it all makes sense in my mind exactly. I mean, I think I've I've always said like, um, you know, this this vaccine, this experimental gene therapy they're giving everybody is gonna that's gonna support whatever next wave they're they're calling it you know and i and they're already doing uh, simulations for that was the, the spars 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 yeah. simulation so there's yeah you know, there's, there's more there's more coming we we know that and once they've there's already gotten there's yeah once they've already got our okay that they can put things in our body with our without our permission Right. Like that's that's kind of being signed off on right now. So
0: what was that? I heard I think it was on No Agenda. they were saying or some some, one of those shows. I always get confused. Um, But when in doubt, I assume it's probably No Agenda. (laughs) But anyway, so they were saying like like somebody was saying how, you know, the next pandemic is going to make the Corona, the COVID-19 seem like a gentle caress. I'm like, oh. That is the most awful thing I've ever heard, dude. Well, <laughs> like, I think that was you said that.
2: Yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's the thing is, no, was, is like,
0: like a prominent health official or something that was quoted saying. that. I mean, we've Ugh, we've, we've
2: gone into this thing and we've beat this dead horse way too far. Like this, the the pandemic we have is really, it's the flu, right? It's maybe a little worse. Who knows? It's it's certainly not what this made out to be. But I think once they have all this toxic chemicals in most of the population then we're going to see real results for what they really wanted you know it's it's the problem reaction solution right and the solution has always been to get this chemical inside of the population so um so we'll see you know 2022 it sounds like that makes complete sense to me i mean there's the uh especially
1: the, if all this this information that's been concealed from people yeah. comes out around the midterms and then they're yeah. just like boom you know, next real pandemic boom, another lockdown. Cause you also know they've been saying we need lockdowns every two years sure. for the climate. Oh. Same timing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: oh, man. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. All the, the climate stuff. I mean, that just, that's just even scares me more, honestly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah that's all what the they carbon. want to
1: indoctrinate the children with. Yeah, definitely yeah, totally, that it's totally. their fault about all the weather and all the fires and you know, how please, like, would you guys want to just share a little bit about how you fared? I don't know if you talked about it already, but like, what happened with you guys during the fires this summer? That was wild.
2: Oh man. I mean, you know, I mean, really it didn't affect us personally that much, Mm -hmm. except for like, we're like coughing outside all of the time right? for like what a month or whatever it was, you know? Um, but it is interesting and I I won't spoil it, but we have a guest coming on in a a couple of weeks here that we're going to really get into that stuff and all the geoengineering and all this stuff. Cause I, I know (laughs) again, you know, when, you know, I'm in like-minded company here. When we see these things happen, I don't go, oh, that's crazy, you know? Like, the, 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 that's that's global warming, right? Like this, <laughs> I go, what the hell have they been spraying? that has caused for this to happen, you know, are they causing the storm, you know, are they seeding clouds, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different technology they have that they can make things, these things happen. And it always seems to happen when it's feeding the agenda. It's right, you know, right before mm-hmm. these elections and whatnot, you know, and, uh, climate change is a hot button topic and, and,
0: uh, yeah. You so it's crazy. I've, I've driven out to blue river is one of the towns that around this area that got hit the hardest. I know, yeah. And, uh, it's so trippy, dude. Like you drive through that town and this is fairly recently, like within the last like month and a half, maybe anyway, there's like houses. The only thing standing is like the chimney. There's just a chimney, right? Oh, and I've seen you that. You know is what it I mean? near
1: the, it's on the McKenzie river. Right? It, all, yeah. it is
0: on the Mackenzie yeah. river. But then the crazy I thing is, is that, that yeah. the crazy thing is like the house right next door, like literally like 10 feet away is completely untouched. The whole town is like that. There'll be like whole subdivision just wiped out, except for one house, just completely untouched. It's like, how does that even happen? It's so trippy. Like, and I'm I'm not, you know, I know a lot of people say that, oh, that's the direct energy weapons, this and that. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I have no idea. And I'm so comfortable saying that I don't know. Exactly. But I know. Wasn't natural because no. that whole the That's whole town would have been up in smoke, and it's so disintegrated like there's nothing left. And I made that drive also along the Mackenzie River Highway, and it's just wild mm-hmm. what is not left. And anyways, yeah. I'm named after that river, so it was oh intent. yeah, there
0: you go. Love it. Me, Love it.
1: Just to see, yeah, what was going on. Yeah, my dad used to fish down there when he was in college.
2: <laughs> that's so cool. And I got to say, yeah. this, this uh, Texas snowstorm was another one that my, con- yeah. my conspiracy hairs on the back of my neck were like, and, and look, and everything that's coming out of it, you know, it was this uh, decentralized, almost like a uh, Wall Street betting grid of how they did the energy there and how they're coming down on that to to centralize all the energy and across the country and you know i mean it just wow. seems like this stuff is just so planned right it's just it yeah
1: it really yeah. yeah and when you get into i don't know if you guys have dabbled too much into yeah. nope. the no
0: not the, too much oh
1: ooh, so oh. i'll give you some names of some really sure. You know, people who that's their main thing that they study. Um, there's a couple of them that come on the speakeasy sometimes. But anyways, it's essentially if you take the numerological value yeah. of each word. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sure. for example, A equals one, B yeah. equals two, C equals three. So Ed equals what, seven? I don't know. Oh God, no, that's wrong math. Ed equals nine. <laughs> um, and then I, that's probably still wrong. But anyways, um each, yeah. if you break each word down, it has a numerological value, and that's essentially um and then the trippy part is you start plugging in different words together you start plugging in all the hot button words like coronavirus toilet paper fauci all of them equal i think 52 or 54 Mm. it's something insane it's like Mm. washington dc government obey i mean just all these words that i mean I, i i made up those last ones yeah but Uh, There's many articles written on it. One of my favorite websites is um, Gamantria Effect News. Um, That's written by actually a guy up in Seattle. He's really cool. Um, Well, I mean, I like his work, uh, Zach Hubbard. But anyways, yeah. So essentially what I'm saying is when you break down the events that are going on in the news whether it's a fire, whether it's a sports game, whether it's the minute that Trump announced something on um, the thing, down to the minute, they're using the numbers to their advantage. And it's wild. And that that is actually almost too deep of a rabbit hole for me because then I just get caught up in everything's planned. And I think you can really ultimately tell a story to fit that no matter what. And that's the biggest argument that I get when I talk about Gamantria. But my immediate response is, but it's all based in math and numbers. Like the numbers don't lie. Why, why would this number e- why would this word equal the same if they didn't have a correlation? You know? So it's, it's a very interesting rabbit hole.
2: I mean, I've certainly listened to some people explain things and I think, I think there's a point like for me, like there's, yeah, I noticed my 33s is everywhere, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, yeah. obviously we can see our 911s 11s and, yeah. and, and these kind of things, you know, but there is a point where there's reaching, right? So there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's something there, but people take it too far. So, yeah.
0: totally. The, the stuff I like yeah. is like reading, like, uh, we've done an episode recently on the secret teachings of all ages, the Manly P. Hall Ooh, book. Yes, um, and I know, the, that. You know. I'm actually reading this part right now where they're talking about Pythagoras. And Pythagoras mm-hmm. was, like we've all heard of the Pythagorean yes. theorem, right? Yeah. In fact, I'm going I'm to save this because I've got, I want to do it like a bonus episode on it because it's super cool. But his, <laughs> nice. his, his theory on the numbers and how they course, oh my God, there's so many different interpretations of what numbers mean from like these ancient mystery schools, like all their interpretations of just numbers one through 10. Oh yeah, Each one has such a significant, uh, you know, meaning, you know, the macro and the micro, you know, as they above, so below.
1: Tarot
0: card, do a poll, do it, do it.
1: It's time. It's time. Okay. Do it. So I've been reading my own tarot cards for gosh, since like 2000, I don't know, more than five years for sure. I got a professional reading done right when I moved back to the States um after i was living in mexico and that was like that was in two okay so 2015 was my first tarot card reading and i was living in mexico teaching english right after college we got hit with most likely a harp hurricane or yeah harp directed hurricane directly hit cabo san lucas category four or five like 120 mile an hour sustained winds it was insane um totally survived however it was a definitely my biggest awakening as far as like the fragility of life and yeah. how powerful mother, mother nature is and i became a total prepper after that mm. because of that yeah. experience and then the prepperism kind of led me to alex jones and then it was like all over from there so yeah. anyway um you know that you know some of that is too yang for me a little too intense mm. and so i got back to portland oregon which is my hometown and there's so much like new age hippie stuff here that you know of course got a tarot card reading and it was so spot on i started crying of course the whole time because she was just telling me exactly what was going on in my life without me saying a word and it was really powerful so anyways she said oh i can definitely tell that you're you know meant to get your own deck and so that was like i was like of course i love buying things (laughs) let me get a new tarot deck so i've been reading them for myself for five years or so now just pulling a card here and there and then just reading all about the significance of it um and now i start and now i do it for friends all the time and it's really really fun so um for those that aren't familiar with tarot it's the original card deck actually did you guys Mm. know that
0: um i don't know if that makes sense i guess i don't don't know so
1: it there's four well there's yeah there's four suits um the pentacles cups swords and wands Mm, and then there's the mate and those are the four minor arcanas okay which are essentially translated to the four suits of the card deck today um but the amazing part is is that we have the major arcana which are 22 cards that are the most major pivotal archetypes in all stories Mm -hmm. right because there's nothing new under the sun and those cards those 22 cards were removed from our regular playing card deck okay. because you know they're too powerful right
0: okay interesting
1: so there's a lot of esoteric stuff obviously it's yeah. nice but anyways so that's just uh there are 72 i think cards 70 yeah ish oh gosh 72 72
0: is a very significant number two in like esoteric meaning yeah
1: how many card okay how many Deck or how many cards are there in a regular playing deck? Do you guys know? 52.
0: Uh, 52, I think. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Or 50, 50 So 52. it would actually yeah. be 74 turns. Okay. Cards. Okay. 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 There you go.
1: Yeah, 74. Anyways, so that's just to say that um no matter what we pull, you know, it, it's bigger, more powerful energy if it's a major arcana yeah. card. Um, that doesn't mean that it's less significant if it's a minor arcana card, they all mean different things. And uh, yeah, so all that I do when I pull a tarot card is hold the deck in my hand. This is, uh, it's called, I'll plug this girl because she's a really cool artist in Sedona. It's called z Tarot.
2: Z-Tero, cool. Z-Tero,
1: yeah. And it's kind of like holographic box. And it's based, because it's a tarot deck, it's based on the original Rider Waite deck, which is the original one, um, which you've probably seen pictures of. Anyways, I'll stop rambling. And all you do is hold it i'm gonna ask if there's any guidance that uh you know me ed and scott need tonight some truthzilla guidance or just yeah whatever wants to come through sometimes cards fly out of the deck which is really funny like you know you're just shuffling and and then that's like your card that's it but nothing's flying out and i ooh, this is cool one guys we have it looks like the four of pentacles.
0: Four of pentacles. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you
1: see? And so I always just ask, what do you see in the um, card?
0: Mm, looks one? like a, f- a looks flower like over
2: <sighs> and a rainbow.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I always think the pentacles are bitcoins. <laughs> okay.
0: I think it looks like it's like the flower, like dropping seeds into the earth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Nice. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So the pentacle. is so seed dropping seeds
0: of truth. Yep. <laughs> Dropping seeds. Yeah, that's, that's kind of our
1: catchphrase. Yeah, yep. that's nice. Um, so I'll just read to you the couple sure. words that goes with. Is
0: it
2: arc. an Arcana?
1: It, it's not. It's a uh, minor, arcana. minor Arcana. So it's a Pentacle suit. Okay. Yeah. A suit of Pentacles. Um, which means I'll just read really quickly. Uh, the Pentacles are represented by the element of Earth. It symbolizes health, finances, work, and creativity. The cards often appear in readings to reflect a physical level of consciousness. So, all about what's going on in the physical plane. Um, They show us what we make of our outer surroundings. Pentacles ask us to look at how we manage our finances and priorities. Being from the earth element, pentacles are stability, support, and fertility. The wealth comes to us, and what we decide to nurture and grow is up to us. So, that's the overall thing. And uh, Four of Pentacles has. Four words here that go along with it. And later we can look up like much deeper symbolism sure. results and sure. you guys, because there, I mean, people write full books yeah. on what each card, but, I mean, not what each card means, but yeah. what each you know, pages and pages on each wow. card. So this is very concise. But the four of pentacles is talking about saving money, security, and controlling your abundance or mm. scare or scarcity. Mm. Um, which is really interesting because I don't know. It just always reminds me of crypto. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Interesting. Wow. Nice. Thank you for nice. that. Yeah, definitely. That's amazing. Oh yeah. Have you, so,
1: uh, I mean, gosh, well, it will have to do like real in-person oh, yeah. ones. For I mean, sure. that one It wasn't like, oh, that totally was what we were talking about tonight. No, no, no. no, no, no. We'll probably need. I'm down cards. But, um, yeah, it's really fun to do like three in a row when you are actually holding the deck. Because your energy is put into the cards mm, yeah. and the yeah. exact message that needs to be um heard by you usually comes out. So That's it's awesome. pretty fun. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: have you ever seen the movie Edmund with William H. Macy?
1: I don't think I have.
0: Okay, you gotta go watch it. Okay, I'm ready to One of the best movies ever. And it, ever? it's it's oh god, it's so good. I've seen it. It's so either. great. And uh it it's got some, it's got some tarot stuff in it, but it's not what you would expect. Oh. It's not what you'd expect. It's, it's a brilliant, awesome movie. Though.
1: I'll watch it very soon. Edmund, I don't really watch yeah. movies. I know, I know, I but
0: this, I, I recommend for this you one I And you know, I don't watch movies either, but I recommend this one for sure.
2: Is yeah. that Marvel?
0: No, it's not Marvel, dude. We don't play that Marvel game, dude. That's, <laughs> it is.
1: For you, I will watch it, Scott. <laughs> Hell yeah. um, I don't know what you guys' time constraints are, but I see it's like around oh, an hour. Okay. Um, I just want to talk about this. Yes, yes, so yes. Yeah.
0: You know- well, another. What what are your time constraints? I don't have. I mean, I know we wanted to get into. Uh, did you want to get into? Yeah, the, I mean, the, the I schooling thing. You know, and then I, we will definitely we'll, we'll give you like any chance to plug anything I at the end. just help
1: make you guys watch fest. Force you guys to come to this. That's I already
0: awesome. got. The, I already got the time <laughs> off work. What? I'll what? What
2: are the dates? May 13th through 16th.
1: Yeah. I'll
0: May 13th through the 16th.
2: Okay. okay. About a month. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So I, I can make this happen. Um, uh, children, welcome.
0: Yep.
1: Cool. 100% family friendly.
2: Cool. Cool. Okay. I'll, I'll
1: I'll give you I'll give the elevator pitch in a little bit, but yeah, let's talk about um, education because that's yep. kind of my yep. forte. You
2: yeah. Know. And, and I just want I'll start. I just want you know I have a four and five year old. My daughter mm-hmm. is supposed to go into school this fall. The way schools are, I am not going to put her in schools in Oregon. we're, we're honestly considering leaving Oregon, just because uh-huh. of how things are here. But the other. Th- you know, so this is this
0: is the Senate Bill uh, 254 here in Oregon. And just the, the first sentence of it tells you all you need to know removes the ability of a parent to decline required immunizations against restrictable diseases on behalf of the child.
2: And so I yeah, I mean, that's but this this bill is to the point where even if we were to homeschool in Oregon, they would want to vaccinate my children. Right. And that's they, I mean, they're like I said earlier, they, they're attacking this stuff across the country but there oh, yeah. are certainly this has become in a lot of ways the pandemic and this issue specifically has become very partisan right so there is <laughs> kind of this there are you know red states where the, this these issues aren't being dealt with the same way right mm-hmm. so oh, and, ah. um, so so part of me wants to do that but part of me thinks like is this just coming everywhere later and 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 if I do move I've been considering maybe Texas just because I'd be closer to the Mexican border right but uh, um, so but on, on that note, though, you know, I mean, my sister's a teacher, too, and I know you have a, a history of teaching. And so it's, it's not if if one thing more than anything, this this pandemic has done, it's it's woken me up to. Things greater than just this problem with our world, right? And and I think that teaching is is an area that's been co opted for a very long time, right? And it's it's just been getting worse. I mean, what do they say? Bill Gates has more money invested in in uh, Common Core and these things than, than he does in vaccines in our country. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what wow. I I was I've that's what I was told. Don't quote me on it, but I've heard someone say that. And, uh, you know, and and I think it kind of makes sense. And, you know, I mean, I, I know that there's wonderful teachers out there, but there's also a system that's broken. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I, as, as an insider to this world, I'd love to hear your thoughts and and what are you doing? Like you have a a child now, what, what's your plan? What would you recommend to to new parents to do? And do we need to move out of Oregon? Do we need to be (laughs) nomadic and be able to, to move, to get away from this thing? And, uh, or just kind of build our own better and set up our own underground railroad. Really? That's, that's the other, that's the other solution. Really? These are, these are things that are in my mind all the time. Right. I'm like, what are we doing? I love it. But I have a ticking time bomb of September. Right. Cause I'm, I'm not putting my daughter in school how it is here, but, mm-hmm. but I need to have a solution by then.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, we have plenty of time to find a really workable solution for you. That's my first thing that I want love to it. say because, um, yeah, there's really endless options. There's as many education options as there are different children because everyone deserves their own unique education. And it what's really beautiful is that we are now with the age of the internet, finally able to do that. And it really wasn't possible without personal computer devices and the internet. I mean, the the fact that students can log on to YouTube and completely teach themselves a skill, a trade, whatever, from just people who have put out a video, that's amazing. And definitely something that my parents didn't have. So um, that definitely wasn't (laughs) where I wanted to start, but um, that just, just, there's a lot of hope um, in finding a solution is what I wanted to say. So um, yeah, just really quickly, I have a, a, a piece of paper that says I'm certified to teach middle school and high school. Um, my license isn't current. It was in Colorado and I didn't ever transfer to Oregon cause I never got a teaching. I never applied for a teaching job here. Um, and yeah, I started teaching, you know, obviously when you're in college, well, first of all, it was my second major. I went to school to be a journalist and quickly through all my journalism courses was like, Oh, so five companies own all of the media oh okay this totally. is really bummer yeah. I thought that this was like way more truth-telling I don't know it was really apparent and like thankfully I had really legit professors who were like yeah that is going on and this is not how it was when we decided to sure. journalists you guys need to get on it you know and that was actually pretty inspiring so I did finish my journalism degree but at the same time I was very um you know, just annoyed with the whole, uh, media culture, as far as just getting the sensationalist story, which is really what I saw it turning into. Um, and so I applied to the school of education to reach the children. I thought that was going to be the way to get to the truth or to get the truth out there to change the world, um, by just being a compassionate teacher for children and, It wasn't really even about the subject matter for me. I chose the English route because English teachers were always my favorite growing up. And I had the coolest English teachers. Um, But, you know, it could have been any subject, honestly, other than math. (laughs) I clearly can't do Um, because I just love children and I love working with young minds and being the questions that they come up with are just so smart. They aren't programmed. They think outside of the box. They're fun. They keep you on your toes. So I just knew it was a profession I wanted to get into. And so we get into the classroom pretty quickly because you do something called practicum where you're observing um, middle schoolers and high schoolers and then kind of walking around helping. And then you do your student teaching, which is six months full time. Um, and that was great. And I loved it. I had the coolest mentor. If she ever listens to this much love. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, I was totally sold. I was like, okay, yes, I'm going to, but I I knew that I wanted to teach outside of the country. So that was actually like my saving grace, because I don't think I would have woken up to how embedded I was in the system if I wouldn't have moved outside of the United States. So I taught my student teaching in boulder colorado one of the biggest bubbles in the country um and then i applied for jobs all over the world in any spanish-speaking country that was taking applications at the time um i happened to land in baja california because i went on vacation there and interviewed with a school because I told them i was coming and they hired me on the spot which is pretty cool
0: um
1: and anyway so that got me out of the country and i saw that in the Mexican school system, which it was an international bilingual school, so it still had so many flavors of American schools, Um, but there was already just, like, a different flavor of trusting students more, (laughs) less authoritarianism, less, like, I'm the teacher, and you must do what I say. It's, like, they, they called me Miss McKenzie instead of Miss Wolf, and so that was, like, the first example of really feeling, like, okay, I'm you know i don't i've never been an authoritarian so it felt actually felt awesome to me to be able to relate to them on a more personal level and then living in mexico it's a much more family-oriented culture anyways so i loved that most of my students were living in three generation households with their grandparents or younger siblings and whatever because they were just so much more respectful to teachers honestly um compared to my time i also substitute taught for like a half year in colorado so Uh, yeah, had a lot of different experiences and just really realized that my students in Mexico were more respectful um, due to the culture. And that was really refreshing to see. And it wasn't until, like I said, we got hit by that hurricane and then like right around the same time, the prepping and we watched like a video about the Federal Reserve and then it was just over from there. So anyways, um, of course, on that discovery road, you come across information about the education system being corrupt. And I was like, Oh man. So um, I dove into the work of John Taylor Gatto, which I know you guys are familiar with. He um, wrote the underground history of American education or schooling. I forget the exact word, but it's this huge book um, that details the exact history of How our school model was even formed and it's based off the Prussian system um, that came over from modern day Germany and they were devising a school system that. Taught students to be obedient, Um, obedient workers specifically. They wanted people, (laughs) it all came from this one time. I don't forget the exact name of the battle, but there was a battle and soldiers went to battle. And they said, actually, we don't want to fight. And they turned around and went home. Mm. And the generals and the people at the top said, this can never happen again. We must teach them to not think for themselves thus an authoritarian model of schooling where you have to raise your hand to empty your bladder because you don't have control over your own body you don't have authority over your own body that is outsourced to an authority um that's what they want to embed in you so anyways once i realized that i was like oh i can't be a part of this anymore and it was such a bummer because i had already felt that with journalism and i was like oh but you know the cool thing is, is that we come around and it's like, OK, I was actually drawn to these things for a reason. There's actually alternative journalism. There's actually alternative ways of schooling. And now I can put my energy into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just, yeah, catch up mm-hmm. my what I did and awesome. got me to be something different. Um, so I yeah definitely went down the rabbit hole with John Taylor Gatto, um, the works of Dana Martin, who's a prominent unschooler, author, and really just started looking into different things like peaceful parenting. I certainly didn't have a child of my own at the time, but working with children my entire life, it's like, wow, yeah, I do notice when children are different. And then when I meet the parents, I'm like, oh, of course it makes sense. You know, we are sponges of our parents. And I see that with my one-year-old right now and it scares me so much. (laughs) Um, But anyways, uh, so I got out of the school system. I only taught one year in Mexico, full term. I declined their offer for a second year and I went back home to Oregon. Worked as a waitress and hustled for like eight months and then pieced out again around the 2016 elections because I thought shit was going to hit the fan back then. (laughs) And I planned to do my yoga teacher training during the election because I wanted to be off the grid in the jungle. So Mm. I went to Costa Rica. I learned to be a yoga teacher and that totally helped me dissolve like so much fear in my mind you know about learning all this new information and really helped me integrate and get back into my heart which i've always been a pretty positive optimistic person um yeah and then i traveled and taught yoga for a while so i stepped away from the traditional classroom and had classrooms in the jungle and on the beach (laughs) hard life i know for like uh close to a year um no maybe like 10 months and then i Came back to the United States, hung out with some people who I had met when I was traveling. My good friend Kenny Pollard and who you got to get on your show. He's uh, a right, right. incredible activist and author, philosopher. Um, anyways, he is a huge prominent of the Rainbow Gathering. Have you guys heard of the Rainbow I've, I've Gathering? Heard, I think yeah, I've heard you
0: certainly. talking about it, and I think I heard Pat talking yeah, about probably. it. Too. Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways I went to that in Oregon in 2017 right when I got back from all my travels and even there I learned about alternative models of education because there's something called kitty village and all the elders are there teaching the little babies and the mamas get a break because there's people that want to be aunties and uncles and hang out and play games with all the kids and it was just the most incredible thing to see so yeah I got really inspired from traveling and seeing different ways of educating kids, and then really hit the books as far as like, okay, what are the actual models that are already working for people? Um, so one author I really make recommend, his name is John Holt, H-O-L-T. Um, he's basically the father of homeschooling in mm. the United States, but he went so far as to even say, you know, he, he's really an unschooler, he's a life schooler, a world schooler, whatever you want to call it, saying that we learn, from just living life, you can take a child to a grocery store or on the bus, and they're going to learn just enough, if not more than they would in a classroom. And the biggest thing I think that really changed, shifted something for me is just seeing, oh my gosh, why do we keep the kids all in the same age group? That's literally the only place in the world where they're only going to be around their same age group. Yeah. That doesn't prepare them well for the real world. Yeah,
2: that's true. That's true. So,
1: what what kind of I mean, was there any moments where you guys have questioned your schooling? Like, how how I always love to ask people, like, what kind of students were you in school?
2: <laughs> I was a good little obedience uh, student, honestly. Yeah, I, me too. I, I got good grades, and you know, and and I I did what I was told, and you know, but at the same time, you know, when I went to college, I mean, I was I can honestly say, like, I don't remember so much of like, I was the one who would, I would learn the stuff to get tested. And then it was gone out the, out, out the other, you you know, that's, that's, I, I, I went and got an accounting degree and there's no way I can be an accountant. Right. Like, I don't know anything (laughs) right now. Right. Like, and granted it was some years ago, but like, I just, it was, I studied to get to, to get the tests completed and to get good grades. I did not study to learn a skill. And, And I also think that schooling was not necessarily suited for like the actual skill that I, like they could have done it. I feel like they could have done it. If, if things were hands on, they would, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I got an accounting degree and I don't know if I ever did. We never did anything with taxes, right? Nothing. We never, like I never learned how to do that at all. Did we you didn't about, do that kind of stuff. Did
0: you, right? you learn about fractional reserve banking? No, of course oh, okay, they didn't tell
2: you know, about
0: okay, that, right? Of course <laughs> they didn't tell you about that, but,
2: but it's, it, it is interesting, you know? So there's, um, it seems like their their focus is intentional, right? Oh, I, yeah. I would put it that way. Yeah. yeah, and what
1: they leave out is yeah, no, exactly, altering. exactly. And that's what was the biggest realization for me. Like diving down all of the podcast rabbit holes, Alex Jones, like great entertainer, put used to put a lot of more truthful information out there, but he le- it's what he leaves out that is critically missing, in my opinion. And I remember finding uh, this. Old YouTube video of William Bill Cooper. Oh, Are you guys familiar dude, with that? Oh,
0: yeah. Dude, we, we oh, talk about Bill Cooper all the time. Oh yeah.
1: I love yeah. okay. He I listened to I'm not kidding, yeah. over a thousand episodes yep. of hours. Hour, Hour of, of the time.
0: time. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yep.
1: I was addicted, like not even addicted, just so hungry for that information that had been missing my entire life. And that was actually when I was living in Mexico. I would run up this hill, just pumped up like listening to it was it used to be alex jones and then it changed bill cooper because i heard bill cooper debunking alex jones's like millennium broadcast because alex jones was like russia's invading like all this crazy stuff on wow. the year 2000 he's like all this fear porn basically yeah and bill cooper was like this guy is here to scare you guys and he's not telling the truth wow. <laughs> and i was like whoa that was like 15 years ago what's going on so then that just got me questioning and yeah i love so so much respect for william cooper um, oh yeah his book behold a pale horse definitely oh changed yeah, my life.
0: yeah. Yep, yep. yeah me too yeah we think we Couple of us have copies of that book for yeah. sure. Yep. Um, Did you know that
1: their copies are leaving chapters out?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed there's a. I got a PDF version that has like 50 more pages than the one I ordered off of Amazon. So, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I've I've been, I've I need. It's been on my to do list to go back and identify. Okay, where are these 50 pages and what's in them? You know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um. So is there so in your in your uh, quest to find real practical homeschooling solutions? Is there anything that you've gleaned out that we could Look at, you know, here uh, in our community or. or yeah. Or we're, Thanks we're for bringing that. it back. And, yeah, yeah. and I want
2: to uh, before we get into that question, okay. I, I just want to as as a parent of, of young children and knows a lot about what goes on with the, the pedophilia and the, the child trafficking, like there's there is a lot of me that's like. Like to even if setting up a co-op or what whatnot, like there's a lot of fear when putting your precious child with someone that you don't know. Right. Like, and there's just yeah. so much about that, that. It's like, I mean, you talked about like the rainbow gathering. It's like, I, I I don't know if I could do that. Like, I don't know if I could do that really. Honestly, just yeah. like, I feel like I need to know someone like on a really intimate level to be able to trust them with my children. So, uh, maybe take that into consideration while, while giving this, uh, Yeah.
1: Well, I think freedom cells is the perfect model for that because ideally your inner cadre are the people you trust the most. And hopefully they're people who also are doing the same things as you, which if you have kids, you need to be around other families. Um, So that's definitely, I mean, so there's so many schools of thought when it comes to how to educate our children alternatively. Um, I certainly fell down, fell rose into uh, the theory of unschooling, which is, you know, saying that we actually don't need to just copy what's being done at school at home, because I think a lot of parents fall into that trap of, okay, well, we're just going to buy the curriculum and do the workbook. And you're going to learn the same things as you would in school so that you don't fall behind. And then you're going to take the gr- the tests, and then you'll get the same thing. Well, that's just basically doing school at home, which is fine for some people. Totally fine. I think that Many children and parents can find amazing harmony in actually following a really structured system like that. So that is one option. If your kids thrive on structure, they like workbooks, they're into getting stars on their stuff, you know follow, pick out a cool homeschool curriculum and just go with it. And of course, I'm not saying like, just jump into it because there's so many aspects of finding the time and schedule and who does it? and What what parent is responsible for what? And all those questions aside, let's just talk about the models. Um, another idea is unschooling. Mm. So are
0: you guys familiar with that a little bit? A little bit, but yeah, break it down for us. Break it yeah. down, please. I mean,
1: unschooling would just be like, deprogramming yourself from even the idea of school. So unschoolers that I know, I'm not on that path yet myself, but the unschoolers that I know have no schedule. There's no schedule. The children wake up when they want. And the beautiful thing is that it's children-directed learning, child-directed learning. So whatever that child is naturally drawn to, you know, kids have all sorts of curiosities and interests, whether it's Horses or aliens or dinosaurs, like whatever. Well, the beautiful thing about learning is that you can learn all of the skills that you need through your interests. So if you're interested in spaceships, let's go read a book about it. We'll do the math problems to learn about how to get to the moon and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So what's beautiful about unschooling and if parents and, you know, families, co-ops, groups, whatever, have the time. You can really create a curriculum that is student-led that inspires the student to actually end up teaching themselves. And of course, there's different stages of it. How, your kids are five and-
2: Four and five, yeah.
1: Four and five, Yeah. yeah. So they are actually in a beginning stage until they're seven years old. They don't actually, according to some schools of thought, not telling you what to do, some schools of thought say that until seven years old, they don't need to do any academics, literally. And think about that now they're forcing younger, like four years old into preschool to do achievement tests. It's like, what? So seven years old is when the brain can start handling problem solving, essentially, on a larger scale. And so up until then, it's learned through play. So really, if you're thinking about this fall, it's like, what, (laughs) and double whammy, so much stuff is closed, right? It's so hard, you can't just go to the children's museum and OMSI and all these cool places. Um, However, that's where, again, the Freedom Cells alternative communities come in because as soon as we activated the homeschool parenting group, that's been one of our most active groups by far. There are play dates every single weekend or every single week, sorry. Um, and several teachers, including myself, have said, OK, when we're ready for a full time thing, just let us know and we'll we'll do the school thing. You know, yeah. right now it's still in the play group because exactly as you said, Ed, it does take time to get to know and to trust people yes. with your own children. Yes, for sure. so it is a delicate process if we're setting up our, our own alternative schools or systems or platforms, whatever you wish to call it. But in my mind, gosh, I'd way rather have my mom friend who I buy eggs from be my kid's garden teacher than some rando who the state hired, who I have no idea what their personal beliefs are and what they're trying to implement in their classroom. Because honestly, again, my time in schools show me so much like some teachers hate kids yeah. and they don't even like their job. It's like, why would I subject my child to that? So anyways, um, yeah. And schools become
2: school and propaganda school and- at this point too. Like school is literally oh, yeah. propaganda. hundred percent. So,
1: so. so I actually just real quick aside, I did four months of, I was a pod teacher, which I mm. hate that term pod, <laughs> but, um, you know had to do the job and it was a wonderful experience. I um, taught five, four kindergartners for a couple months and I got (laughs) front row seat to see the exact propaganda that they're putting out in Portland Public Schools via the online school system, which they were having kindergartners sit in front of screens for three hours a day on this thing, going in and out of Zoom meetings. Like they literally didn't even know where the mute button was. It wasn't a thing. It was like so insane regardless. Um what I'm saying is the propaganda in those worksheets yeah. were putting so much fear into the children about germs, yeah. about the amount of times yeah. that they need to wash their hands, about staying away from people, don't kill grandma if you don't wear your mask. Yeah. I mean all of it, you yeah. know exactly. Totally. But the fact totally. that I saw it in the freaking worksheets was just beyond. I was like, okay, this is I cannot. Mm. <laughs> I cannot, so putting more energy obviously into the alternative ones. And then I had something else that slipped my mind, but yeah, the the homeschooling group has been the most active. Mm -hmm. And I really, my vision, oh, two things. The last school type that I wanted to say is called world schooling. I have many friends who just travel the world. They are nomadic and their children learn from every culture and every place that they go to. So Mm. that's like what you're saying, if we want to be nomadic, yeah, let's just do Mm. world schooling because they're going to learn so much more at the Mercado in Mexico than they would at the supermarket here, you know, because then it adds a whole other language component. So that ultimately is certainly what um, I'm planning on doing. My partner is from Colombia, so we're raising our son bilingually, and we definitely plan to do as much of that as possible. I'd love him to be, you know, Trilingual. So I would I'm comfortable saying that I'm going to be a world schooler um, as long as you know, we can travel freely, which I imagine that we will we will be able to do. Um, And so, yeah, between homeschooling, unschooling, world schooling, there's really a flavor of something for everyone. However, I know the biggest hurdle and the question I wanted to ask you guys is, you know, the amount of time that you actually have to be able to do that, because yeah. we all need to make money and you know pay the bills. And I don't know what your current job situation like, but yeah, it can be the biggest challenge is finding the time. Sure,
2: sure, and certainly, certainly. I mean, I'd be me and their mom are figuring that out, right? Like that is yep. that is it's we're it's it's something. Like I said, I feel like the impending doom of September, but we have to have the solution by then. You know if. If we're in Oregon, which is a, probably a big mm-hmm. if, probably not likely at this point, but um,
1: yeah, I, Idaho. If you
2: don't mind me asking, um, Texas, I think is where we're oh, Texas, leaning towards up, leaning sorry. towards right now. But um, mm-hmm. that that's still all up in the air. We've 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 looked at Idaho. We've we've looked at, at many. We've talked about many different places. But um, mm-hmm. but uh, the, and maybe this leads to another question that I, I don't know if you know this or not. But so these other options, a lot like un, unschooling and things, they sound great. But can you? Don't you, aren't you required to like meet certain criteria to, to, to be homeschooling? Do I have to test kids periodically? I I don't know these answers and I'm coming up.
1: Yeah. Um, it all depends on what you want the outcome to be for your child. So if you are trying to allow your child to get like, let's say a GED so they can apply to college or just like whatever, that is a discussion that has to be had. I'm planning on keeping my son out of the system. The system will never know that he exists, okay? As far as, I mean, beyond his birth certificate, which he did have to have for several reasons, mainly immigration stuff. But anyways, um, it, you know, uh, my advice, if you want to complete, and it depends, it's like, well, to be honest, guys, I don't think colleges are gonna be around like they are when our children are that age. So is that really the path? Do we want to teach them foraging and hunting skills instead? Probably, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of where my mind's at. So um, I'm not necessarily preparing my son to take a GED or pass a homeschool exam. That's totally a legitimate route if parents want their children to have the option to go to these large institutions. That's not my personal route. Sure. Um, There also can be, depending on how I mean, I know that certain families have split households and you have to prove certain things to the state about your education. So there's, it can get really tricky, Um, but I guess the least amount of involvement that you have in the state, the most you can do or get away with theoretically, because, you know, with, if they never know that my son, you know, is enrolled in a school, then why would they say he needs a vaccination record, you know?
2: sure Mm Sure. but
1: um yeah and and so i guess the coolest thing with the freedom cells is just the fact that there are different there's so many parents that are looking for similar things and also so many skills so when we're thinking about okay, well, we don't just necessarily need to go over the math curriculum a million times. Maybe the dad that's a carpenter can come teach a two-week lesson on how we can build and we'll all do the math together. So those real life applications are what the unschooling or whatever sure. is really rooted in. And to me, it's so exciting because then the whole world's your classroom.
2: Yeah. Mm. No, I love it. I love it. It sounds, sounds wonderful. Um, things to think about. Right. Like there's a lot, there's a lot to, to dive into there for sure. Because you really, you have to, you have to, I mean, you have to adapt your whole life to this, to this way of doing things, you know? So um,
1: yeah, it's a big shift. And I actually know several, um, I'll connect you just, or maybe I'll drop the link. The gentleman who edited and helped publish John Taylor Gatto's huge, 50 year anniversary edition his name's david james rodriguez you guys might know is from his activism of like free hubs and stuff in california yeah. um but anyways he is actually also a homeschooling coach slash leader and mm. does consultations with parents and breaks it down exactly how it fits your specific lifestyle <sighs> so i just know the generals but that gentleman actually that's his 100 percent job if you want that
0: that's sure. great love it yeah For that'd be sure. awesome yeah definitely awesome. stuff to think about. That's great. Yeah. Awesome.
1: I ramble too
0: much. No, no, we, that was perfect. uh, Can we, yes, please do. So we're winding down here. If there was anything else you wanted to talk about or definitely anything you want to plug anywhere, anywhere you want to send people.
1: Oh, thank you guys. Well, just first of all, it's been really fun. Time flies. Um, we'll have to, I, yeah, I kind of doubt we'll get to hang out before this festival, but definitely, Hanging out around yes. the campfire. We need to
2: come up to, to to do another freedom cells in Portland yeah, too. I feel I, I feel I so down. connected to your guys' group. Yeah, and we'd fest. love to have you oh. as, for sure.
0: Squash yes. fest. When's yeah.
1: when's your guys's next one?
0: Um, I think the 18th, April 18th. Okay, yeah. I'm writing it down. Sunday, Sunday, whatever that Sunday is. Not this coming Sunday, but the following one. Um,
2: when's your next Great. one?
1: I don't know right now. <laughs> I can't think about.
0: It. There's literally so
1: many things going on, yeah. you guys. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. So it's a great thing to, to. Oh my gosh! I've been connected with this artist underground community that's been having dances.
2: Oh, and I all. love it. It's
1: so fun. Okay, people are gonna be. Pro- well, actually, no. All your listeners are cool. <laughs> you know, they, they won't get mad at me for doing that. But yeah, there's there's so many things going on. It's pretty exciting. So m- our big next event. I've always been an event planner, networker, gatherer. Is this is the um, the slogan, the logo, whatever? Uh, Leave us alone. It's Sasquatch Freedom Festival, um, put on by the Pacific Northwest. I would say it's the meta cadre um, in our region here, and a lovely human um, gave permission to host an event on his land last November. It was incredibly freezing and it was supposed to be a camping event. I rented an Airbnb with friends because, <laughs> um, you know, even though I'm a native, I'm kind of a wuss in the cold. So we rented an Airbnb and just went for the day. But it's an agorist camping event. Um come vend your wares, come teach a workshop, come hang out by the fire, come just unplug and relax. It's a really fun, freedom-focused, free-thinking event um, that anyone can come to. There's no you know, requirements on what you have to bring or anything. So uh, people can come camp. The week is mid-May, so we're hoping for sunshine. Um, it could be downpouring, it is Washington. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm probably going to rent this like adventure camper van type thing and just roll it up there for the weekend. And so if it rains, you know, have a roof. But um, yeah, I'm. it's just going to be adventures during the day. Some workshops planned. I have a good friend teaching yoga and meditation in the morning. Actually, the same lovely human, uh, our friend Tamara, who did the nice. oh, uh, oh, gong, gong bath. bath. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, since he's bringing her She's gong. She's amazing.
2: Nice. Oh, love it. Nice.
1: The gong will be there nice. and so we'll, yeah, yoga. And, um, it's really fun. Cause people like barter and trade stuff the whole time, always bringing like preserves and dried foods and beef jerky that they make. I mean, just really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, the guy who runs it, I mean, one of the main organizers whose land it is, he roasts his own coffee, makes his own CBD products, has ducks on the land. So he's just like a wealth of information and entrepreneurship spirit, which was really inspiring to me last, um, last fall. So anyways, this has been on my calendar for a while now. I'm trying to get all the people I love and care about in the same space. I've also been in deep talks with a lot of musicians. So every night there's going to be hip hop and DJs and really good stuff. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Family friendly, 100%. There will be, of course, music going late night as well. And it's like, you know, tons of acreage. So you'll be able to get sleep no matter what. Um, But, yeah, I hope that was a good overview. Yeah, I love it. I can't wait. There's no specific agenda other than free thinking, fun, loving people, hanging out in nature, and hopefully learning some skills that are helping us all collectively be better people.
0: <laughs> awesome. Can't really. wait. I'll yeah. see you there. This happen too, you know, for sure. Um,
1: so that's Ma- great.
0: Mackenzie, where can the people find you?
1: Uh, you know, my, <laughs> so funny, my main platform right now is Instagram. Totally. Um, I just, made my profile not private for the first time in my life wow. and i'm it's already freaking me out i already don't like hey. it so it could be private by the time this gets posted but i'm, <laughs> I'm again trying to step out aside of my comfort zone and um i have a lot of information to share so yeah. i know yeah. some you know i don't know who always runs your truthzilla page whether it's scott or Megan or whatever but um you know we send things back and forth on there and you guys are really hard hitting with the truth on there and we're getting censored on there. Yep. Everything's. So I've just been. Um, it's actually interesting timing. I posted some things that have really gotten me a lot of feedback. Yeah, I don't positive see. I don't getting... see
0: much of your stuff these days, dude. You must be. Oh, getting... I need to. I need to just make it. A I'm bed. definitely. Yeah. I'm definitely
1: shadow banned hardcore, okay. dude. So, yeah, you can go mm-hmm. find me. But I've been doing all the highlights. So, like all the. Things that I post stay on there. Anyways, okay. Instagram, FBO nerds. But yeah, Instagram. I'm at Mac underscore Wolf. M-A-C-K underscore W-O-L-F-E. Um, that's also my Telegram message. So you can text me on Telegram if you have a question. Um, I am starting a podcast. Oh,
0: okay, <laughs> tell us about it. Please tell us about <laughs> it. Uh,
1: Scott, you were like pretty much the first person that I confirmed that with because of... <sighs> Uh, Yeah, it shifts in my life. I thought I was starting on this one platform and it shifted and it was a really beautiful, amazing thing uh, that I actually didn't even realize in my mind that I could do my own thing, (laughs) essentially, right? I've always been working with others and love collaborating, of course. Um, Sometimes it always doesn't work out, though. So uh, a recent shift has allowed me to step into my own. And I as literally as it's so funny how the universe works. But as soon as I made up in my mind that I was going to do a podcast, literally within 30 hours or so, two professional recording studios dropped into my lap. in my neighborhood let alone you know within 15 minutes of me that they're like oh yeah come to your podcast nice so i i was planning on buying all the cool equipment and stuff and there's already studios so anyways you guys are going to need to teach me your editing ways but um yeah it is going to be a very solutions focused podcast um and with my journalism roots the the main spiel of it is is that i'm just gonna have one-on-one interviews with people that will tell their solutionary stories that might be part of the title um and yeah just get people inspired and i'm also a huge fan of music so i'm gonna be and actually bill cooper did this on his hour of the time he'd start a little introduction play a song little thing play a song for an intermission. And as a yoga teacher, I'm going to incorporate breath into it. I'm going to incorporate some music. Um, just, you know, I, again, I listen to, I've listened to podcasts for years now binge. I love all podcasts and the fact that I never realized I could do my own yep. is funny, but also it was never the time. The time was yeah. never right. So the time is now I've been uh, studying for years at this point, And yeah. I'm uh, excited to step up and step out and, get really uncomfortable because I'm certainly nervous about it, but um, thanks to, you know, fine folks like you guys and Adam and, um, you know, just amazing individuals that are putting out content, regardless of the censorship, regardless of the pushback we get from loved ones, you know, it's all worth it in the end because what we're here to do i guess yeah yeah well
2: i'm gonna make a prediction that your podcast is gonna be off the hook yep. and you're gonna do amazing oh, yeah. so oh, and yeah. uh, you have two you have at least two listeners here and three yeah. when with megan so yep. yeah. you guys
1: are so sweet yeah. thank you uh, my goal is to get my first episode out before my birthday in mid-july so Perfect. that's the timeline that i'm working at but no no promises <laughs>
0: no i think i think that's great yeah. mackenzie we're going look yeah. forward to it and i'm gonna keep bugging you there's a couple of people that have been on our show we're like all right where's the podcast that's it. Yeah, damn it. Totally. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah we'll, we'll oh, good. As long as yeah, yeah. you text me every once in a
1: while. <laughs> like I said, I already have my first five episodes planned good. in my head. I've already asked the guests. Actually, my biggest hurdle is convincing my mother that she needs to be my third. There you go. Because um, inter- my, first, my first one is telling my story. My second one's going to be my dad. Then I need my mother yes. to yeah. hear their solutions. You know, how did yeah. this foundation begin? How did uh, I come to be? So, anyways, she doesn't want to come on. She's so nervous. But I'm like, Mom, it's just going to be us hanging out and talking. It's going to be fine. Totally. So, it, anyways, it, she's also always inspired by Deborah on Deborah Gets Ready. Awesome. Gold. And we just got to meet Deborah in real life. Whoa, oh, nice a trip. Oh, so it was epic. Yeah. Wow. It so, was like so, meeting a celebrity, honestly.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, just advice oh. and with with your mom. Do it like Ricky does. Just start talking and just have the recording. Just have yeah. a recording, and then you're te- you're ten minutes in. She's like, "Are you going to start recording?" Yeah, we've been recording this whole time.
0: Yeah,
1: I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so smart. So smart. So yeah. Um, thank you guys for your support always. Thank you, Mackenzie. Like, y'all are amazing, and I'm so 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 grateful. You just yeah. took Freedom Cells and ran with it down South. Mm-hmm. I know that you're impacting so many people's lives for the better and businesses too. I mean, gosh dang, all of the, you know, businesses that I see in the telegram, you guys talking about like supporting and it's just, it's yeah. just really exciting. So I think this, this 2021, it's all yeah. about connections, um, yes. fostering the network, building relationships. And yeah, like you were saying, Ed, just learning about others that are in this community and finding those trusted collaborators that we can move forward with and um building that really soul family you guys yep. are that
0: yeah. awesome yes. sweet sure. Kenzie, thank you so much thank well, we'll you see so you much soon McKenzie, for sure definitely yeah, yeah. awesome
1: yeah. we'll hang out soon Peace. take care guys all right you too see ya Good bye night.
2: dude i bye. i just love her man yeah. she's so amazing and i'm just Again, these are these people that have yeah. come into our lives. These are the spiritual guideposts, man. Yep. These these people are in our lives for a reason. And uh mm-hmm. there's a deep connection there. Mackenzie, I just think you're amazing. Yep. I, I know we all feel that way. And we're so glad to have met you and just feel like we're on the same journey together, yep. you
0: know? The ripple effect, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that, I think yeah. this just goes to show too. Like, you know, anybody out there, whatever you're whatever you're being compelled to do, realize it's bigger than us. Like, especially totally. when it's in alignment with these like these, these principles and these things that we stand for, you know, like for you to not carry through with it, you don't know. Like like Mackenzie just had a an urge to start this meeting in a park, you know, and eventually that grew and grew and grew and eventually it had touched our lives. And then we came and started our Freedom Cells <laughs> and it's rippled out to cost so many lives here. And I know that they've, they've uh, not cost so many, it's, it's impacted so many lives. Yeah. And then I know that there's a, a Roseburg Freedom Cell that started from, you know, being inspired from our Freedom Cell and it's just kind of rippling out, dude. And so it's just like... Mackenzie, you're the progenitor of a lot of positive energy in the world. So, you know, it's Certainly. really an honor to have you on to discuss this and can't wait for the podcast. Yeah. So awesome.
2: And can't wait to to hang out at the the festival. As oh, well. yeah.
0: Squatch Fest, baby. Yeah, Woo. Definitely. Awesome.
2: So right. on that note. Yep. Guys, uh, I think it's time uh, to. Uh, well, first of all, Megan, yeah. we wish you could have been yeah, with us. Yeah, Megan, Megan yeah, we. It. We love you. We miss you. And it's, when we get to this part, it's always like, what, it's like, what do, we do we do? What
0: do we do? I don't, do do? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you know what? I want to give some shout outs, dude. I'm sorry. Yes. So we have, uh, you guys, speaking of telegram, you heard telegram a lot on the, on the thing there. So, um, I'm sure if you follow us on Instagram, if you follow us on Facebook or whatever, dude, like we do have a telegram channel, that's the uncensored, no algorithm, uh, way to get a hold of us. So just type in truezilla pod, On Telegram, at TrueZillaPod, you'll jump into our little chat channel, and it's freaking great. We're doing, like, little exclusive stuff there all the time that, you know, probably most of the shit we put out you don't see. So if you come to our Telegram chat... That's going to be the best way to do it, and
2: that's where um, we will be because obviously yeah. we're we're on our last strike on Facebook. Yep. YouTube came at us with two two strikes in the last week. Yep. So these yep. these platforms, we know we're losing them. Yep. So it's yep. We, you, please come to Telegram.
0: Yep. 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 Um, everybody leaving tips on Rockfin. Thank you so much. You guys are freaking awesome. That really, you know, it helps the Truth Train chug along here. So, yeah, uh, you know, uh, I really appreciate you guys. Oh, oh, Darren. America picking up a freaking Truezilla shirt, one yes. of the controversial ones. So, I love it, dude. You got to send us a picture. Yeah. Um, you guys freaking love you guys so much. Um mm-hmm. so awesome. So, with that, we wish you intellectual prosperity.
2: prosperity. Good night. Boom, 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 Ding. Boom, boom. Ding.